everyone, and welcome to this episode of Coffee with Jesus. As I write this, I am sitting in an airport terminal in England, waiting to head back to my amazing family after having a great trip of ministry here in England. I'm surrounded by people getting in planes to go all around the world. Uh, there is a symphony of accents and languages. And I love being in places like this, in places where there are lots of people and I can simply observe how they interact with their world around them. And so today is simply entitled Lessons from an Airport. I want to talk to you about some of the things I'm seeing right now as I sit down and write this. If you are new to our podcast, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome. For those of you who tune in each and every single week, thank you for joining us again. As far as possible, we release this podcast each Tuesday. And the point of the podcast is for us to grab a cup of coffee or tea. Perhaps you're in an airport like me listening to this or, or on your way to work to drop, or to drop the kids off, perhaps walking or wherever it is. Let's spend 10, 15 minutes talking about something, anything that may help us become more like Jesus. So won't you give this podcast a subscribe on whichever platform you're on, either Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and let's dive into what it is like to be at an airport. So as I mentioned, I'm sitting right now in an airport surrounded by people, and there's a couple of things that strike me. Number one, firstly, the airport is no one's home. With all the different people around me, some of them in groups, others in families, others like me alone, it would be absurd for any individual to think that, they, that this airport is their home. The airport, by definition, is a place of transition. It can seem like a world in and of itself. I mean, as I sit here, there's, there's shops and all this kind of stuff, but it is not home. Even though it's a microcosm, it is not home. Even though, like I mentioned, it's a place of transition, there are so many things here to make your stay as comfortable as possible. As I mentioned, there's shops, there's restaurants. You can even check into a lounge, talk about trying to use home language, but you can even check into a lounge if you want, have a shower and a meal. There's even places to get massages. There are many things here that are designed to make your time here comfortable, but their purpose is not to make you believe this is home. As nice as Heathrow is, it is not home. Everything about the airport points to destinations beyond itself. This cannot be home because it is temporary. Just like that, this world is not our home. Whether you enjoy life or suffer through parts of it, all this life is, is a glorious airport. We spend some time here before we journey home. Our souls are designed to dwell and rest in the presence of God for eternity. Yet so many of us, so many people around the world are making the mistake of thinking this world, this tangible existence is all there is. We're setting up camp. We're making this airport as much like home as we can. I'm just watching another plane has just taken off. And it reminds me that mine is coming and home awaits. And every time someone passes away in our world, we should be reminded our plane is waiting. And one day we will take off. We will ascend in the capable hands of our captain and the airport will be but a blimp in light of eternity at home with him. When I think about this trip that I've just had to England, my major thoughts are not of the airport, right? And in light of eternity, might the, the memories you've made here be small in comparison? Friends, let's never get so comfortable in this world that we forget heaven is our home. Let us never treat our flesh as the final destination. Let us never look at our experience here as though it's all we are ever going to experience. Solomon writes that eternity is written on the hearts 
of men. You know, whether you're willing to admit it or not, you know there is something beyond this life. I think it takes an incredible amount of faith to believe that this life is all there is. But today, can I remind you again that one of the things I learned in an airport is that the airport is not my home, just as this world is not my home. Second thing that kind of follows on from that is eternity is waiting. I love the diversity you come face to face with in an airport. There are different skin colors and accents and languages. Different cultures all come together here, and it's amazing. I'm sitting opposite a couple who are speaking a language I couldn't identify if you paid me. Earlier, I thought I heard a man speaking Afrikaans, which is a language that we use often in Southern Africa that is similar to Dutch. But the closer I got, the real, I realized it was some kind of Baltic language. And all of this reminds me of what it says in Revelations, verse Uh, Chapter 7, verse 9 to 10. And after this, I looked and behold a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, crying out with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. A day is coming when all the accents and voices around me right now will not be asking about flight times, but will declare the glory of God. I look forward to being part of the multitude whose sole declaration is the magnificence of God. And that's just such a powerful thought to me that as as beautiful as the symphony is now, one day in heaven, I'm going to hear a symphony that dwarfs this spectacularly. It also reminds me of Revelation 14. It says, And I heard a voice from heaven like the roar of many waters and like the sound of loud thunder. The voice I heard was like the sound of harpists playing on their hops. John is trying to tell us something about the voice in heaven. And what he's saying is that it's a symphonic voice. When you hear the voice of God, it is a surround sound. It's plural. When God speaks, the words come from a community of being, not from a singular voice. We understand that God is community. He is triune in nature. He is three in one. And we have so many ways of trying to understand this, but at its bedrock, it is a profound mystery. So when God speaks, it sounds like multitudes communicating at the same time. It sounds like three in one. And the beauty of these two pictures is that in heaven, think about this. I want you to try pictures. I'm going to use my words as best as I can here, but I hope it, it brings an image to your mind. The beauty of these two pictures together is that in heaven, there will be the symphonic voice of the multitudes of people And that voice is lifting up praise to God. That that symphony will be declaring God's goodness and grace. And then a symphonic voice will respond. The triune God responds to the symphonic voice that's lifted up. And so in heaven, what we will always experience is symphony up to God and symphony back from God. The symphony flows up and down. And as I think about that, I think might the airport be a glimpse into the reality of heaven in terms of the voices and accents around me. This noise is not noise. It's a taste, a little taste, a tiny morsel of what heaven might be like. And so, man, just being here, it reminds me that the airport is not my home. It reminds me that eternity awaits and it's going to be symphonic in its nature. And lastly, airport is a place where people are profoundly aware of their baggage. I was stressed out just a few moments ago uh, because my bag was slightly over the allowed weight. But you'll be happy to know it got through. But my thoughts now turn to the idea of arrival. And I hope 
my bag filled with all the gifts for the family, arrives at my destination. Uh, I really am praying and hoping that the bag I dropped off here is the bag I will pick up in Johannesburg. Each of us have baggage that we probably shouldn't be carrying. But let me ask you, what are you expecting to see when you get to your eternal destination? I hope, I expect to see my baggage, the, the, the things that I've been wanting to carry with me. But what are you wanting to see when you arrive at your destination in heaven? Paul writes about this, and we've commented on this before, but 1 Corinthians 3, verse 11 to 13, for, one can lay, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw, each one's work will become manifest, for the day will disclose it, because it will be revealed by fire, and the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. No, no, we've spoken about this a little while ago uh, in an episode called Digging Deep. And the question that we posed there was, hey, what are you spending your life using? What are you building your life with? Are you building your life with the precious stones that is a deep work? Or are you just taking what's easy, the wood, the hay, the straw, the stuff that's just lying about and trying to build a life? But here's what Paul is trying to say is that when we get to our destination, there will be something on the carousel. It won't be a baggage like I'm hoping to get, but there will be something waiting. Will it be something you want to see that has been refined and made better by the fire of God, or will you simply see the ashes of things that were never meant to make the journey into the eternal? For many of us, I think we're spending a lot of time building with stuff that's only ever going to become ashes, and yet we have the opportunity to build with the eternal, the precious, the, the gold, silver, and stones, the, the stuff that's going to last, and not just last, but get better through the fire. These are the things of God. These are the, 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 the people in our lives, the, 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 the things that God's called us to do. What are you building? In other words, what baggage are you wanting to be waiting for you? Not what baggage are you carrying now, not, not the emotional baggage or the, the, the stuff that trauma has caused to you, but what is the baggage you are hoping is waiting for you in eternity? And so let me just close off by saying three things. The airport is an awesome place, but it's not home. The sounds here are beautiful, but they are only a glimpse of heaven. The baggage is everywhere, but not all baggage is equally important and necessary in light of home. Man, I hope this has encouraged you. I know it's been a little bit different and just kind of a reflection on my time in the airport, but I hope this has given you some things to think about and some things to ponder on. Have a phenomenal rest of your day and the rest of your week. And I hope that you will join us again next week, same time, same place for another Coffee with Jesus.